Welcome to Top Stories, I am Andy Zaltzman. Today we go back to May 2011. The death of one bad guy wasn't quite enough for the world, hot on the heels of the compromising to a permanent end of Osama bin Laden, aka the rowdy Saudi, a NATO-led coalition had Colonel Gaddafi in its sights. John Oliver and I had some, as always, constructive suggestions to help with the situation. Top story this week, non-Bin Laden royal wedding news! <laughs> Andy, it's hard to believe, but uh, events have taken place over the last few weeks that weren't either the royal wedding or the death of Osama Bin Laden. I know that's hard to believe, and you'd had ev every right to say to me, John, that's one hell of a claim. Prove it to me. <laughs> Show me footage from the news over the last few weeks of anything other than those two stories. And honestly, Andy, I just have to ask you to trust me. <laughs> Other things have happened, and we're going to look at a few of them now. Hang on, is, First, one, of them, is one of them Pippa Middleton's ass, or, or does that does that count? Is that now does, separate from the royal wedding? That counts in both of those stories right. I just mentioned. Okay, right. <laughs> one, it was part of the wedding, and two, it meant Bin Laden was happy to die at that point. <laughs> He'd seen it all. Andy, First, all of it. Libya news. It's tempting, Andy, to think that because we killed Bin Laden, everything must be fine now. It's like the classic plot twist at the end of fairy tales, when you kill the witch, and all the people that she's turned into statues and trees come back to life, all confused about what's just happened to them. It lowers the body count at the end of stories, so that children can sleep at night without dreaming of Hansel and Gretel walking home through a mountain of corpses. <laughs> and that is what you want to happen here. You want jihadists to be stumbling into the daylight, rubbing their eyes, saying... I had the weirdest dream that I'd just spent the last decade being a total dick. <laughs> Similarly, you also wanted Colonel Gaddafi to wake up confused on Monday morning, look blearily into his mirror and shout out, Oh my God! Can someone please explain to me why I look like this? What the f*** have I been doing over the last four decades? Hold on. I've been doing what? You're kidding me. Why would I do that? Well, if, if that's true, why hasn't anyone tried to kill me? They have. They're trying to right now. Well, how do we stop them? I have only 12 hours to convince the world that I'm no longer a murderous despot. That sounds like the plot for an incredible summer blockbuster action comedy. If I ever make it out of this predicament alive, I'm going to see it as my life's mission to make that movie. Now, can someone please get me the president of America on the phone? He's what? He's black? Oh, I don't know. Something clearly isn't right here. I'm going back to bed. <laughs> Unfortunately, Andy, none of that has happened, and Gaddafi is still very much alive, still very much crazy, and is still treating the rebel-held town of Misrata like a wasp-filled piñata. <laughs> The Libyan conflict seems to have ground to a stalemate, with Gaddafi in control of most of the west of the country and the rebels in control of the east and a few volatile pockets of the west. Unfortunately, there doesn't seem to be a clear strategy from NATO as to what the next move should be. Uh, the United States has apparently been providing the rebels with help, delivering its first shipment of food rations as part of a, and I quote, $25 million non-lethal aid package. <laughs> Look, Andy, I know we're not officially arming the rebels, but can we not do a slightly better job of disguising what we're actually doing than that? What, what form does this non-lethal aid package take? Is it, by chance, a massive cake that looks suspiciously like a storage crate full of weapons with icing smeared all over it? 
Or it could be one of those Peter the Great style cakes that has armed dwarves in that are going to burst out and <laughs> lead the rebellion. True. That would be even more useful. Or it could be some really it... pointy carrots that can be used as javelins. <laughs> It seems to be increasingly clear that the situation is not going to be resolved without Gaddafi, to put it bluntly, not being alive anymore. But how do you do that? NATO don't have a UN resolution to authorise the assassination of Gaddafi, so they basically need to hope for, or plan for, an accident. And I have a few <laughs> suggestions, Andy, that I think might work. One, exploding beret. Now... <laughs> I know he doesn't technically wear berets, Gaddafi, but he does seem like the kind of guy who, if he saw a beret lying on the ground, <laughs> would be physically unable not to pick it up and try it on. Okay, suggestion number two, exploding sombrero. <laughs> to be honest, it's basically the same reasoning behind the first one, just an even higher likelihood of it working. And also, if that happens, it would probably, I mean, he'd probably lift off the ground as well. <laughs> I mean, that's got better aerodynamic qualities than yeah. the Barrow. It's basically yeah. like that. It's a poor man's... Proving uh, that he was dead. It's a poor man's helicopter. Yeah. Three. Final suggestion, Andy. Find out if he has any allergies. If so, carpet bomb Tripoli with honey-roasted peanuts. That way, <laughs> you're assassinating Gaddafi and airdropping much-needed aid at the same time. <laughs> it is the perfect non-war crime. <laughs> But one of the weirdest things what about out of Libya... Surely you've got to go for the exploding Ukrainian nurse. Well, that's... <laughs> oh, I can't believe I didn't think of that. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the obvious. That's the go-to play, John. He cannot <laughs> resist. I mean, it will have to be a voluptuous one. Yeah. Um, I guess you could fit two bombs in then. But um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> And blonde. Voluptuous blonde and Ukrainian. And a nurse. <laughs> Bang. Boom. Kaboom. <laughs> Job done. Job. Job very much done. Yeah, this, the strangest story coming out of Libya has been of Gaddafi loyalists shooting at cats. Apparently, there have been sightings of stray cats, uh, I quote, parading around with the opposition flag painted on their bodies. <laughs> now, firstly, Andy, were they really parading? Were those cats actually parading? Or were they really just wandering aimlessly around the streets looking for food? Because if they were actually parading, then this is a different story completely. <laughs> if the stray cats were marching tightly in formation through the streets of Tripoli, with the opposition flag on their bodies and paint all over their little paws from putting the flags on each other, then I think the loyalists are probably right to be suspicious. The, apparently the cats have been unsuccessfully chased and shot at by angry security <laughs> agents and secret police who work in the Souk al-Jumaha and the Janzur areas where the cats have been spotted. But what I'm saying, Andy, is perhaps this brutality is all that the cats need. Just like it was the Tunisian dissident setting fire to himself that sparked the revolutions that spread across the Middle East. Perhaps the treatment of these cats will now lead to a feline awakening across the region. <laughs> cats attacking despots, demanding their nation's freedom. And when you think about it, cats have already breached most security perimeters for dictators. So many of the world's most famous villains have been fond of sitting in swivel chairs stroking cats. This clearly shows that cats have agents on the inside. Trojan cats, if you will. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe there's a Siamese member of Cat Special Forces right now, currently in Gaddafi's lap, getting ready to scratch his balls off. <laughs> Thank you for listening, Buglers. Now please instantly go and tell a friend, family member, or indeed enemy about the show, and or leave a positive review or nice comment somewhere, even if you don't really mean it. For that, you will have our undying and hollow respect. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. 
Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss Lime Bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you, you, you must be so excited. Listen now.